This week's episode is sponsored by Whoopsie Mental Health Services. Yes, half a million Israelis were fighting with each other in Tel Aviv over Supreme Court uh, stuff. I know of cases of people who wrote in magazines as rabbis, and I, I know who they are, and I know that they, uh, they didn't deserve it at all. Israelis have a unique talent of going from Memtes Sharetimah to Baba Sali level in like 47 seconds. Beruchim Abayim, welcome everyone. We're about to begin, Be'ezus Hashem, another episode of Teresa Vigda Chat. This week's episode is sponsored by Whoopsie Mental Health Services. It's an organization that's devoted to helping people with mental health issues, with serious mental health issues, with serious help. They help people um, connect with therapists and they follow up with you to make sure that they're doing a good job with you and that you're actually recovering. And um, it's a very good organization, and we're very happy that they sponsored. Welcome. I guess we ju- now we jump right into the Pasha. Let's go, Pasha's Vaidu. We're going to go back to 5780, four years ago, about the lessons in the Makis. And everyone knows the Makis were Midda Kenegit Midda. And, uh, but what I think we, we don't know is that. Midah connected midah doesn't mean that it is for the mitzvah that they were punished, kind of revenge for what they did to us. It's a lesson. Sort of a Victor says, Hashem built a system of clues. When he does something, when there's a misfortune, when something happens, there's a maka, gives us a clue as to why it happened. Not only for those that it's midah connected midah against the mitzvah in our case, but also, in general, for everyone else to know that here is why this happened. And he brings up a very painful subject of punishment, of looking at history and understanding why things happen, where a lot of people don't want to address certain things, like the Holocaust. Rabbi Vigdor addressed it extensively, and he said very, very clearly, that um, one of the things he said was that we brought, we gave all of our kids, 90% of the kids or a majority, vast majority of the children in pre-war Europe were given over to the seculars and to uh, the Goyim. And there was a complete uh, loss of interest in Yiddishkeit. And that's why we lost the children. He says it clearly. So we have to take, uh, we have to take lessons from misfortunes that happen. There's a very, very big Teresa Vigda principle. I like what you said about that Rabbi Miller addressed it extensively because um, when they published a book, um, the Simch Sachayim Foundation published a book, The Volume Madness, they, they uh, used a lot of marketing um, of, oh, there was this notebook that they discovered that Rabbi Miller was afraid to publish or... It was all just marketing shtick because anybody that ever heard Rabbi Miller read any of his books, all his books that he published in his lifetime. In fact, a, a big chunk of that notebook, Divine Madness, of that book that they published was verbatim copied from Rejoice O Youth, which is Rabbi Miller's primary text, his first um, Hashkafa book. So the reason Rabbi Miller didn't publish it was very simple because it was an unfinished manuscript. It was a, it was part of his history series that he, he never got to. but. Um, but Rabbi Miller spoke about it extensively, like you said, and, 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 and a lot of people th- look at it as a, oh, this was a Rabbi Miller extremist view, 
Um, but many, many Gedolim had this view. Somebody sent me this week a copy of the Art Scroll Medrash on Parsha Shemos, and over there they 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 bring several Gedolim who spoke this way about the Holocaust. And I have a book at home <clears throat> uh, uh, called Achakaloi, a book against Zionism that has also like five pages quoting different Gedolim who spoke about the Holocaust in this way. So this wasn't a Rabbi Miller extremism. Uh, just like, I, I don't want to go to Zionism, but just like Zionism isn't a Satmeruf shitter. It's not that the Satmeruf was against Zionism. Everybody was against Zionism. So uh, the same thing with the Holocaust. It's not that this was, oh, Rabbi Miller. Rabbi Miller was, spoke about it extensively, but it's not just his shitter. And it's like it says in the booklet, he says, and I think it's actually in the snippet also, that you can't say, oh, we don't understand, what do we know? He says, Hashem made such a big thing, Hashem destroyed his people that he loved. And you're going to say, oh, what do we know? No, he did it. He did it so that we should take a lesson from it. Without, and I think in life in general, if you don't, if you don't, try to learn a lesson from what's going on in your life, you're just going to remain confused. You're going to remain bitter. And without those lessons, and sometimes you meet, um, not, I guess, very rarely these days, but as I was growing up, um, I, I met many Holocaust survivors and I've met some secular ones who were, ve they were v extremely, extremely confused. I remember one crying to me maybe 20 years ago or more. Uh, why, why? Why did this happen? Little kids, how can Hashem do this to little kids? And, you know, I think that people that, are, that were more clued in, they were uh, observant and from Eden, were looked at this very, very differently, even if they maybe didn't express it. Okay. Should we move along to 5781? This is a very loaded topic, especially with what's going on today in Israel. With this cause effect, and we don't... I think we, we can look at this for a second, because there are two. There are those that say, oh, look look at the Mechlikis over there. Look at the Chil Shabbos. Look at all this stuff. And that's one way of looking at it. And the other way of looking at it is, look at that, but then look at me. Where do I have Mechlikis in my life? Where do I... Where am I not uh, strict with 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 Hilchah Shabbos? Yeah? So there are ways to to really look at this from the right perspective, but also not from a judgmental perspective. But to see how can I fix it? Yes, half a million Israelis were fighting with each other in Tel Aviv over Supreme Court uh, stuff and, and and all that. But I'm fighting with my neighbor too. I'm equally guilty. And that's actually what's uh, in, in the end of that booklet, I believe, Rabbi Miller writes, um, or Rabbi Miller said, that people um, have a certain, they have an adverse reaction to this type of talk. Oh, you're going to tell me Hashem's cheshboinus? So he says, no, I'm not going to tell you Hashem's cheshboinus. But look, if you improve, if, if you take a lesson from something that happens, you, it's a net profit, right? If, if, you, if Hashem sends something, to you. Hashem sends you a message. Really, Hashem, I don't know Hashem's cheshboin, is really Hashem wanted me to take a $100 bill from this message. But I looked, I found a $5 bill. 
but still I found a $5 bill. I found something. So whatever you find, whenever you examine yourself and you find something, it, you always gain something. Did you gain exactly what Hashem wanted? Could be not, but at least you're gaining something. You're not just walking further. There's somebody saying there's money on the ground. There's money on the ground. You're not just passing by. You look, you didn't find a hundred dollar bill. You found a five dollar bill, but you're taking something out of it. And the truth is, and this relates to, to what we learned, I think in 5783, 5784, 5783, um, that we're afraid, we're afraid to, to, uh, to face reality and say, wow, the, you know, Hashem is real and his punishments are, are real. Um, just like we say, just like we're afraid to say his reward, rewards are real. We're, 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 we're very scared of facing reality and that's, and, and that's why we'll turn on those that do and say, oh, you're being judgmental or who are you? What are you, Hashem's police? How do you know? And um, each of us have to... Uh... We each have to take our own lesson from, uh, from, from tragedies that happen. Yeah. But it doesn't preclude us from being judgmental. And Rabbi Miller was very judgmental against the Jews of Europe because it was clearly documented. It was clearly documented as the greatest departure from the Torah uh, since, uh, since the Torah was given. And it's also clearly documented as the greatest slaughter since the Torah was given. And it happens to be that now they're all referencing the Holocaust with this Simchis uh, Torah. I call it Simchis Torah. Some people call it October 7th. But that, that itself is an example. Was it Simchis Torah or was it October 7th? Right? So they're, they're saying it's the greatest uh, tragedy since the Holocaust. Okay, so then maybe look at what brought the Holocaust and look at what... I'm not the one to point fingers here. I'm and we just are. saying, we you, are you brought it up. We're seeing a major, major turnaround. I was just, I was just saying that Israelis have a unique talent of going from Memtesh Aratimah to Baba Sali level in like 47 <laughs> seconds. You see this guy, he says he's full of tattoos from head to toe. He was there with his wife on some and, and he, 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 as soon as uh, the bomb started flying, he, he, he felt like uh, something's happening. He got in the car, took off on the road. Um, they saw fake Israeli soldiers. And his friend was in the backseat, says, they're not soldiers, they're terrorists. You got to go. And he started screaming, Shema Israel, and driving like that, and Shira Malot. And he says this, and that's it. Shabbos, Shabbos, kosher, Taras Mishpocha, everything. He's done. He's at Sadiq, and now he goes around the world lecturing. It's <laughs> two days later. He became a famous lecturer. Um, so, yeah, but, but, so that's an example of somebody taking the lesson and, but, and yeah, making a positive change. And we are seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of people that did take a lesson from, from it. Um, and unfortunately, that, that this is what it took. But then we look at them and we say, okay, but we're good. We're fine. And that's really the kicker of identifying the big thing in others, but what are the small things or big things that that we can change? But I always say, look, I always say to people, uh, you know, Hashem didn't destroy the world because you, you schmoozed the shul last night. You know, uh, if, 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 if a half a million Jews are, are partying and, and not keeping Shabbos, it didn't happen because you walked to the back during Kigavnu and, and, and made a joke. That's, that's not why it happened. Um, so, so, you know, there's, there's clarity. I mean, each on our, on our level. Obviously. But again, if you, if you bring it up, in the Gezaitis Tachvetat, they did say, and the Shach, the Taisis Yomtev, the famous, the Taisis Yomtev said that it came as a, as a result of schmoozing in Shul. So you do have sometimes where 
big tragedies happen as a result of schmoozing in shul. So it obviously it depends on, on that level. It on depends level. on what's going on. It depends on what the gedolim are saying, which brings us to the year five seven eight three. Uh, Parshas Vayeres. What are the gedolim saying? But, so let's, uh, so let's jump not, ahead because we can, we can be stuck on this topic for a long time. Um, five seven eight one is titled "Seeing His Wonders," and which is which is really part of part of this uh, schmooze of, of that's seeing. You know, that's we, just we classic Ram culture. Seeing his wonders. And 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 this is the opposite, right? We see the Marcus, right? And then we see the big Nisim, and we see Pius Yamsev. Uh, and we, we sometimes hear people saying, oh, if Hashem could do a miracle today, you know, today, I, then I would, then I would, of course, I'd become religious too. Of course, I would, I would keep the title too if I, if I saw a miracle. And, um, and of course, Rav Miller brings up the Ashabura the Kim he says, says, everything happens by itself. There's a, there's a cycle of rain. There's seeds, food, children, clouds, daisies, apples and roses and everything. The world seemingly functions on its own. And HaKadosh Baruch is in the background. And it means that Hashem created the world to trick you, to deceive you. And he, and he brings up the point, um, uh, not, not, not this week, but he brings up the point of of course, if there was call, direct cause and effect nonstop, it wouldn't be any test. Uh, everybody right. would be for him, and that would be the end of it. And he says, but for those who want to succeed, you, you know that just walking on the street, you see miracles, and no less than the Makis. Entire Bria is an opportunity to recognize Hashem. If you want to see Him, you'll see Him. Hashem is always there if you're really interested in seeing the truth. And that's, that's, the, other, that's the flip side of it. You can see you can see the lessons, and you can see the negative, and and what you need to change, and you and then you can see the opposite, the the, the nisim and the miracles, the the fluus abayda that happens every minute of every day. And the the parsha piece on this, he 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 started off with his he he, he talks about the eriv rav. So today we know, especially in Hasid, is the eriv rav. Growing up, I always looked at it as, you know, the, the way everybody looks at it, as there were a few, you know, wicked uh, people who hung on to the, you know, and caused all the trouble. A few troublemakers. They were rough, right? But Ramila says, no. The Pasuk says, Vegam Erev Rav Also, a, a mixed multitude. Multi Rav, a lot. A lot of people. Erev means a mixture. And wow. Rav means a lot. So there was a lot of people that went up together with them. Now, if we're talking about a nation of 2 million people, because it was, was 600,000 men between 20 and 60, so we're talking about a minimum of 2 million people. So if you're going to say that it was, if you're going to say that it was a, a multitude, it was a lot of people, you're not talking about 10 people, 100 people, or 1,000 people, because you're talking relative to 2 million people. So it was, it was hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, more than the Bnei Yisrael. And they went out together with uh, the, the Am Yisrael. They went out of Mitzrayim. Why? Because they took the lessons that Hashem was giving. When they saw the Makis, they, they, they saw it and they studied it and they understood the lessons. And they said, we want to... We want to join. We want to we wanna, we wanna be a part of this. So it's, it's just a, a, a shift of how to look how to look at the 
how to look at the Erev Rav. So now, what, what the Kabbalah Svarim say about this is not, uh, is obviously not uh, for this discussion, but uh, this is what Rabbi Miller gives you, a new picture of looking at it. These were people who were profoundly impacted by the Makas. They took this the lesson that we spoke about last year, the the... They took the lessons of the Makas, they saw Hashem's wonders, and they were inspired, just like Yisrael. They were inspired to change and to come out and to join the Am Yisrael. And, and he says one, one important point, which started the discussion, is that if we would see these Makas today, we would, we would do it just like the Mitzvah. Oh, it's, you know, there was a storm, and, and, and then the wind came, and this happened, and that happened. There was bacteria and, in the uh, water, and it only looked like blood. And Yep, yep. So we have to put it into our heads, which brings us to 5782 of putting Das into our heads, real knowledge. And Rabbi Victor says that all the great Torah ideals, and it's titled Always Enthusiastic, enthusiastic all the great uh, Torah ideals, the attitudes, the lessons, the stories, they're all in the Chumash, read amazing things, and, and we, we hawk about it on Shabbos, and we, we, you know, we learn about it, but it's Das. We don't put them into our heads. and um, he says, like the oh, lazy I think fellow. Booklet that, I think that's a booklet where he talks about Fred's Chomish. You remember Fred's Chomish? Tell us. Ram culture. So uh, Rabbi Miller tells a story that he was walking on the street and there was a the, the the trash was out, and in the garbage can he noticed a a safer. So he he took it out. He didn't want it to go in the garbage, and he opened it up. It was a Chomish. It was just just the psukim, without Targum, without Rashi, without anything. And in the in the front, uh, you know, for the name, it was just, it just said Fred. So he said he, he picked up that Chomish, he, he saved it from the garbage heap, and he used that Chomish, the Fred's Chomish, and he grew from it because the when we look at the Chomish and we have uh, we have Rashi, we have the Ramban, we have the Rechaim Akudish. There's so many different things in the Chomish that that take our minds away from the actual. Just the pasuk, he said Fred's Chomish brought him a new clarity. He would just look, just see the pasuk just as it is. Anybody who reads Rabbi Miller's Farm on a Chomish that I have right behind me, you see here uh, the beginning on Bereshis is is uh, is is very visible. But what what it is, is he, he takes just the translation, just the simple words of the Pasuk, and anybody that's familiar with Ramila knows this, and he, he takes the lessons out of it. Um, so, so, but that, that's what it is about being enthusiastic cool. about the basic, the basic ideas of Chomish, what you just said. And he says, like, like the lazy guy says, I know Hashem is great, don't bother me anymore, I know he's great, I know what he did, that's it. So he says, it's like, it's like uh, a guy who's willing to give you a check for whatever amount you want. So you say, okay, write it for a million dollars. No problem, million dollars, here you go. Then the check bounces because the guy had nothing he had nothing there. So if a guy, he says, oh, I know Hashem is great, but there's nothing up there, there's nothing in his head to back it up, um, then it's an empty statement. It reminds me of the joke about the guy that, that tells his wife, as soon as they get married, he tells her, I love you very much. If anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> woman always wants to know nothing changed so uh, Ray Miller talks about that that, that many times we're, we're, we're like kids we, we, we have this picture of, 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 of Moshe of Avramavini of whoever and that's, that's it that's where it remains you, you don't learn further you don't try to expound on it um, so Das Das means he says uh, a sensory 
uh, it's not Perception. enough to have a cold intellectual knowledge. Das, you have to, your nerves have to feel it. It goes into the marrow of your bones. You're thinking about it constantly. There's a fiery enthusiasm. You're lighting the fire of enthusiasm in you. You have to feel. Right. Let that, that, that booklet started off with, with the Chafetz Chaim, the story that the Chafetz Chaim was once seen um, just sitting on his bed with a chumash. He thought nobody was watching him. And he was just reading the, the, the story of the Makis. He's reading, oh, and blood came in time. Ah, good of they, good for them. They deserved it. So there, ah, good of they. He was so happy. He was mamish living it and, and, and experiencing it. Uh, that, that, and, and, and that's what we are, should be working on. When we davenish Manasseh, you say, we thank you. So the, the Yishalmi even, the Yishalmi says, we're, we're happy for our heads that they don't, you know, they bend down by Moedim, otherwise we wouldn't know where we were up to in Shmanasri. Who said that? So, the Yishalmi, the Yishalmi like that. Really? Tosis brings it, yeah. I think Rav Vigdor so, says that, that suddenly you wake up and you're, you bow down. Yeah, yeah, so, so, wake you up. so that's the, that's what it is. Shmanasri, when you dive in Shmanasri, if you, if you actually say the words, there's so much meaning that you, when you feel it, it, it means so much more. But, uh, so he says in the booklet, or Miller says in the booklet that about Shuva comes in when he reads Moedem and Achnulach, we're grateful to you, Hashem. He's so excited. It means so much to him, but then he becomes a real Jew and it's just, okay. He davens like everybody else, but the void that we're learning about now is to keep working on that and keep reigniting the fire. So 5783 is, is a really loaded topic. And this is where we can all learn, especially me. And it, it's, it's, it, it's almost like you have to create a, um, a step-by-step uh, plan to try What's to the hit the... Uh... Sorry? What's the topic? We'll, we'll get there. Oh. I think you have to create a step-by-step plan to try to hit Rev Miller's um, standard here. In other words, you can say, ah, forget it, I can't do that. Or you can say, you know what? And I think he points that out later. So the topic is consulting the sages, and it's based on Shavit Levi, which is just so incredible. Um, and I just saw that, that uh, Moshe and Aharon, they came to, they came to Pada. How, how did they walk in and out? Because they're part of Shavit Levi. They, they did not have to work. They were exempt. They were exempt from 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 uh, from the Holocaust, and it's brought down that that uh, I think Rav Miller brings it down, right? That every culture uh, always had this thing with priests. There was every nation had their priests, had their lahavdul, you know, um, different uh, religious leadership, and people respected that. These were these were the leaders of these. You know, they, this was needed. If you wanted, if you wanted the nation to work, you needed to keep some of the infrastructure in place so they have some kind of sanity, maybe. But either way, Shavit Levi, they were saved because they stuck to their traditions. They stuck to their limudat and whatever else that they were they were doing. Um, they were involved in ruchnius, and they didn't question their elders. They didn't question their leaders. So it's because, because Levi was the last one of the brothers to pass away. They still had an old Zayda around, Sir Miller says. So Sir Miller goes on a little bit of a rant over here, if we can say that. And he says, we only let's, believe... Let's in the call Bible. it a tangent. Let's not call it a rant. <laughs> okay, a rangent. 
We only believe in Gedolim, not in the little rabbis and public speakers and the radio speakers. Today we would say podcast speakers, television Torah speakers. speakers. Who? Torah anytime speakers. Not in any synagogue rabbis and newspaper editors. In the newspapers, there are people who are incompetent, writers, half-baked Torah scholars, self-declared authorities who answer every kind of question, new shilas. No, we're not interested. We don't believe in nobody except the great Chachmei Torah. It's a principle which a whole Torah stands. If you don't want to accept it, you don't have to, but you don't belong here. That's all. <laughs> it's the difference between a Jew and a non-Jew. A Jew listens to G'daylam, that's all. If you don't listen to G'daylam, you're not a from Jew. Some things you can argue with me. You can say, ah, it's Rabbi Miller's opinion. But when it comes to this, who do you ask for leadership? You ask only the great men. So, so every today, <laughs> he goes on. Today, every Chaim Yankel thinks that he can make decisions for the Jewish nation. We have to hammer that in over and over again. And this is what he says, for years and years, until we get into our heads. There's no other way. The tight of views, the tight of view is we have to ask everything. The tight means the ziknaidar. The bottom of the shuls of the communities all have to turn to the Gedoyla Hadar. Um, so this is this is what I'm saying. It might take years. For me, I know for sure it'll take years to actually, you know, for this to strike home. And, I'll, I'll tell you a story here. I, I once wanted to do something about two years ago. I wanted to do something in Teresa Vigdor. It was something big, and I thought that this was... The, the best thing since sliced bread. This was going to be, this was going to change the way we spread Torah. And this was going to be such a good, amazing, uh, amazing accomplishment in, 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 for Torah, for Moser, and for Torah Zavigna. And real Choserabim, etc., etc. And I was telling somebody about this idea that I had, and I already had a plan on how to implement it. And he said, you discussed it with the Rav? I said, no. I, I mean... No, it's a good idea. What's the problem? He says, well, yeah, but it's for the Klal. It's, uh, maybe discuss it with someone. I said, fine. I don't, I don't see what type of objection they could have. Anyway, so I called up um, Rabbi Hamburger, Rabbi Yankel Hamburger, who was actually a, an employee of Teresa Wigner, but he's a close Talmud, Rabbi Miller, and he's an older, um, I, I don't mean older, but older than me, the white beard. And, um, and I told him this idea. He says, yeah, but what about this problem? He brought up a problem I didn't even think, that I didn't even think of, didn't even dawn on me. He said, why don't you call up your Rav? Why don't you call up Rav Gibbs? Okay, so I called up Rav Gibbs, and he says, another two problems. What about this problem? And what about that problem? So I, I called up two Rav on him. I got three problems I didn't even dream. Of. To me, it was the best thing, the most amazing idea ever. And here they brought up three issues and we didn't end up doing it we didn't end up doing it because we asked for sage advice so that's not I, I don't think that's my default setting that i automatically go to that but somebody told me go ask i went and i asked and i discovered that this uh that you can't you can't just do things uh you can't just do things sometimes the gedolim see things that you would never see nothing to add to that i'm only gonna harm i'm only gonna <laughs> i'm only gonna take away from the conversation like I said, I think it's I think it's a ladder of uh like anything else where many of us feel very disenfranchised and we feel like um whether we know better or our Gdailam don't you know are not in touch. But if we can look at it like Ramilla says, that it takes years and years to, to go into your head. Okay. So maybe when I'm when I'm sixty five years old, I'll learn that they know what's best. 
I'm not no, but I, I honestly think that this is the issue of our generation. The fact, the proliferation of what he says, there's a Chamiyankel writing in the newspaper. In his day, what they had, they had the Jewish press and they had Chamiyankels writing there. Nowadays, every Jewish home consumes every week all these magazines. And who, who fares you to, before you start writing in magazines? Uh, nobody. So, um, you know, I, I know of cases of people who've, wrote in magazines as rabbis and I, I know who they are and I know that they, uh, they didn't deserve it at all. So without, without mentioning any names, but, uh, I'm saying every, but people buy it and uh, well, it's a, it's a Jewish magazine who who's behind the magazine who, you know, they have a rabbinical advisory board. Some, some of them, I don't know. They do have, they don't have, who are the rabbis in the rabbinical advisory board? It's exactly like I remember said, you have every chemianko stating his opinion and and there's no oversight whatsoever and everybody reads it. And then people write in letters to the editor and who are you to write a letter to the editor? Who cares? Who cares what your opinion is? So, um, I actually had somebody last week, somebody called me up about something that we published in Teresa Vigder and it's somebody that I know well. So I was able to speak with him like this. I told him, honestly, I don't care. I don't care what your opinion is because this issue that he raised was an issue of uh, a certain uh, thing that we included in the Teresa Vigder. And I said, there are bigger and better people than me that look it over. And we have Rabbanim who gave us guidelines on what we do write and what we don't write. And I don't care. It, 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 all those Rabbanim have my number. They read the Teresa Vigder. And if they see a problem, they call me up. You're calling me. I don't care. So that, that was the, that was the conversation. Got it. <laughs> it is loaded topics this week for me. It's a tough one. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, very outspoken in, in this thing, but I think I'm also getting tempered. Um, where you know, at least to to understand that there are other perspectives, and maybe we don't understand them. In other words, Victor Miller says, "Go right away, follow." That's it blindly. At least we can we can agree that maybe we don't have all the knowledge. I don't have to, you know, you're not ready to jump and follow blindly. Okay, but at least understand that maybe there are things that you don't understand. And uh, I think I just told someone yesterday, someone asked me something and I'm like, I understand what I don't understand. I actually think it was a business thing, uh, a certain business decision. And I couldn't, couldn't understand it. But I know these people are very good at what they do. They said, okay, I understand what, what I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Like say was, about, uh, about Russia, if you don't, you don't understand Russia, you don't understand Russia, but Russia understood very well what he was saying. I was last week, I was at the Shiva of my grandfather, Matcha Berkowitz. So, um, so there was somebody there who was, who was saying that he was, he, he was a very strong minded individual. He had very strong opinions, but he was always ready to, he, he gave over his opinion. He said, I believe this is the MS. I believe this is what should be done. You have an opinion also. And, and, uh, the person who was there, um, uh, was on the, I mean, you and I grew up in, in, in the shul and then uh, over there and the, somebody who was on the board over there said that at meetings in the shul, he would sometimes come and, and explain why he believed things had to be done a certain way. And then when they voted. And they voted against him. He said, okay, I have an opinion. I shared my opinion. I tried my best to convince you, but that's it. It is what it is. Other people have opinions too. 
So that's that's saying other people have opinions too. But then there's being mevatel das to to a bigger opinion, a higher opinion. That's really what we're learning about here. Wonderful. We'll finish off here and we'll uh, look forward to next week. We'll see. We'll see what type of loaded topics we have next week. Let's let's, let's get into it. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. And see you next week. Amen.